Dominic, Dominic, you've asked me many a uh, strong political question before. Well, Dominic, as you might guess, I've been asked that a few times before. To those in the press who did their job and did it with professionalism, and even to some of you who are actually kind, where's Dominic? I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Of course, we are taking your telephone calls this hour, and we start with the mess of the former governor of New York State, Andrew Cuomo. And thank you very much, Rita Cosby, for a wonderful show tonight. So the situation with the former governor, Andrew Cuomo, Here's my read on this, folks, and we're going to go to your telephone calls in just a second. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. This is a situation that is certainly going to court. It's definitely going to court. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Cuomo is going to have to repay some of the $5 million that he was paid for the book. I was going to say that he earned for the book, but the more appropriate term may be what he was paid for the book. And so he's going to have to repay some of that $5 million, if not all of it. And that money should go to the victims of the nursing home scandal. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So the state assembly found that Cuomo deployed state resources to produce the 320-page book. And according to the ethics board, Cuomo's request that they have to put in writing to get approval for this project, state employees, which was submitted in July of 2020, according to the request, based on what the ethics board is saying, that the governor did not accurately depict the subject of the book and presented it as a future project when, according to the ethics board, uh, Cuomo, for the most part, had already largely completed it. And so the ethics board is also declaring that this book was completed with the help from junior-level governor offers staffers, the employees, according to the ethics board, were required to compile and print documents, transcribe recordings. And as someone who has uh, written a book before, that is a big, big part of the job. And it also is quite costly to transcribe recordings. But also, apparently, according to the ethics board, that 
uh, and the assembly more specifically to deliver personal papers, the, these uh, junior level governor office staffers, all apparently in the production of the book. And so we are also, you can see us live on the 77 WABC YouTube page. The show is streaming live where I'm there now and you can see me and I see you can uh, make comments. I see Lenny Bruce said, good morning, Dominic Carter. So Lenny Bruce, I say good morning to you. And Lenny also says, see, as I'm looking uh, across the screen, he should give back every dime. What do you folks think? 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Let's start with Tony on the WABC app calling or reaching out from Brooklyn. Good morning, Tony, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Hey, buddy. Listen, I don't think the politicians really want to dig too deep into Cuomo's dealings with his staff. Because if they do, I think they'll be exposed because from my experience in dealing with politicians, and you could probably vouch for it, okay. a lot of politicians do the same things with their staff. Well, bingo, bingo, Tony, bingo, bingo, and I was going to get to that. In a, in a statement from a Cuomo uh, spokesman, and it's important that I read this here, if uh, Speaker Hasty. Majority Leader Stuart Cousins and Governor Hochul's uh, appointees to the to the Ethics Commission uh, have they created a new standard whereby government staffers cannot volunteer their own time for non-governmental purposes? They should all be equally prosecuted under the same standard and forced to repay the state for volunteer work on their re-election campaign. So, Tony, you you hit it on the head here. That's exactly what this is going to come down to, and that's why mm-hmm. I believe that this is going to be settled in court. What do you think, Tony? I think it's it. I think I think it's going to magically disappear, and the uh, the APP bulletin is going to go out to like all the news outlets to kill the story. Mm. Okay. Well, thank you for the call. Uh, I don't think the story can be killed and the reason why it cannot be killed is governor cuomo former governor andrew cuomo has so many political enemies that it's payback time it is payback time i always liked andrew cuomo but make no mistakes about it and i liked him on a personal level he was funny whenever i interacted with him and it was in a private setting and, you know, he was always able to laugh or get me to laugh. But it's quite serious, the allegations of the nursing home uh, situation. It's quite serious, the allegation of if state employees on state time were working on his book, it's quite serious that where did he find the time in the middle of this situation with COVID to write a book? We all know that the governor of the state in the middle of this situation, him finding time to do that almost equates to slim to none when it amounts to time. But, you know, maybe, maybe he had a tape recorder and maybe he talked into the tape recorder all the time and had someone transcribe it. Maybe, 
perhaps. Let's go to Glenn. Glenn is calling from Glendale. Good morning, Glenn, listening on the radio. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, how are you, Dominic? I'm doing well, and I hope you're doing well. Um, try my best. Hey, oh, the Cuomo's have been a disaster for years for New York. Everybody knows that. I mean, it, it's just a whole bunch of BS. This guy, he actually wrote a book. He, he trashed New York City. I mean, you could see everything coming back. You know, I live on, you know, on a street where there's a solid, you know, double yellow line right across the street. If somebody's doing that 25 miles an hour because they don't want to have that that ticket, you know, that flash that goes off behind your car when you're going, you know, 32 or whatever, these people are racing by like 60 miles an hour over a double yellow line. I mean, the whole place, graffiti has come back. It's just, it's, Trash. New York City, I really don't know why people would want to live here anymore. Okay, I, I hear you, but houses, but, but I, I, I hear you, Glenn, but what does that have to do with Cuomo? Well, it's, it's the whole dynasty. It's oh, okay. Di- okay, I got you. I got you. I, I see where you're going now. Okay. Well, you know. It is. I mean, you could see it. You know, it's a return to the old Dinkins you know, years where everybody just sat back and holy smokes, the graffiti on the walls and everything, it's all coming back. Everybody can see it. Everybody you want to talk to. I hear you, Glenn, but don't don't forget, though, that uh, Dinkins was the one that went to Albany and got the cops hired. So just please uh, keep that in mind. And so, boy, how the mighty have fallen as it relates to uh, Cuomo, not just Andrew Cuomo. If if you would have told me to predict this situation um, six months prior, I, I, I don't think the best writers in Hollywood could have predicted that. And, and think about this, folks. I don't think the best writers in Hollywood could have predicted that Andrew Cuomo would embrace a woman of color running statewide with him, Letitia James, and the same job that Andrew Cuomo used to hold himself as state attorney general. So he embraces Letitia James and tells her she has to renounce the backing of the Working Families Party, and she does that, and they run together basically as a team. Kumbaya, they're elected. And then this same state attorney general is the one that takes out not only the sitting governor, fellow Democrat, fellow Democrat, Andrew Cuomo, but in essence takes out journalist Chris Chris Cuomo as well. I don't think anyone could have predicted this situation, but uh, the... The Cuomo team is firing back at the order, forcing him to return $5.1 million from the COVID uh, book situation. He's calling it political hypocrisy. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. More of your telephone calls when we return.
Here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. So a bit later today, the mayor-elect of New York City will announce his new police commissioner. She uh, is a woman of color. The, uh, the current chief of detectives from Nassau County, her name is uh, Keyshant Sowell, uh, and she'll be announced as the next commissioner expected of the NYPD for a bit later on today. But right now, we're talking about the Cuomo mess the former governor has been given 30 days to turn over the money from his book, the $5.1 million. He, again, he has uh, 30 days to uh, do so. After the, the watchdog ethics panel concluded the governor had violated pledges not to use state resources or government staff to prepare for the book. We are taking your telephone calls, and we're going to go right back to them. Let's go to Michael in Manhattan listening on the 77 WABC app. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? What's on my mind is that Cuomo has always been a thug. Uh, People don't know the story about the Q train. I live across the street from one of the entrances, and I would speak to the construction guys. When do you think it's going to be finished? Well, we're looking at February, but definitely by early March will be done. Well, King Cuomo came there one day and read the riot act. He said, you're going to have it open January 1st. But, Mr. Governor, we can't. I said January 1st. So what happened was they had to rush things. The escalators on the 72nd Street stop, the small escalators, also on the 86th Street stop. They put the fire extinguishing equipment too close to the motors. So after about a week or two... And, and you, but, Michael, I, I got you. And you believe that we can uh, blame Cuomo for this? I mean... Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. He read the riot act. He said... I want to open that up January okay, 1st. Okay, okay. Also, but, we but, had to replace rails. Okay, but but, the, but but let me ask let me ask this question of you. Um isn't can it be interpreted as a good thing if you have an executive that says, "Listen, I'm tired of the nonsense, get it done." So if, so here's the first thing that comes to my mind, Michael, when I'm on the FDR or in the Bronx um, and and I'm approaching uh, towards the um, towards the cross Bronx Expressway and because of a construction project or on the Mario Cuomo Bridge and things, I'll be slowed down for 15 to 30 minutes because in the middle of the day, there's a highway crew doing work. And part of me says, uh, it makes me want to pull out the little bit of hair that I have to say, my God, make these guys, give them some further incentive to get this job done sooner. So you don't feel that that can be a good thing as well? He did it. He made a pronouncement. You get it done. And the bottom line is that he let all this overexpense work build up and build up so he knew exactly what was going on how overpaid these these contractors were and he 
he let it go. I mean, the fact that you had to replace rails in a brand new subway tunnel, uh, that's egregious. But I do have to correct you on one thing. You made a slight misstatement. Go ahead. You called it the Mario Cuomo Bridge. Right. It, I mean, the, the Mari, it's the Mario E. Cuomo. And do you remember? He had them spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on no, I, correcting I, it. I, I, I hear you, Michael. And also, you called it the Mario Cuomo Bridge when it is really the Tappan Zee Bridge. Right. Well, and by changing the name, you <laughs> insulted Right. The Indians. Right. Okay. And I, just to conclude, I, 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 I got you. I got had you. Reservations about that. Mm. Well, well. Thank you for the call, Michael. Uh, I will say this much: having covered Mario Cuomo, and um, and I, I hope I'm not aging myself as an old man here. I really feel that Cuomo earned that distinct honor of the bridge being named after him, the Tappan Zee Bridge. Was it the best scenario for his son, who was his campaign manager, uh, to to name it after his father and push it through basically in a last-minute deal? Was that the best setting? No. But I feel that Mario Cuomo earned the distinction of the Tappan Zee Bridge being named after him. Let's go to uh, Paul listening on the radio in the great state of Pennsylvania. Good morning, Paul. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. So uh, thank you. I want to tell you how much we like your show. Well, thank you. That's and, very uh, kind of you to Mario say. Cuomo, I think that he'd be rolling in his grave if he were to hear and see how his kids are behaving. You, you are, you, hey, Paul. Paul, I'm going to let you make your point, but you are a thousand percent correct. The Mario Cuomo I knew would not be a happy camper right now. Please continue. Point is that what about doing an audit of all the years in office to examine all of the projects that happened that were not directly state related? And seeing if there was not some misuse of funds. That's what I have to say. And again, we love your show. Well, thank you. That, again, that's very kind of you to say. And um, and happy uh, holidays uh, to you and your family. Let's now go from Pennsylvania to the Bronx. Let's say good morning to LQ. Good morning, LQ. Uh, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, happy holiday to all. Same uh, to Dominic. you and your family. Okay. Um, as far as uh, it, to me, it, it's like a a whitewash um, smokescreen still. That all to me, all the people, all all the money, dirty money in the world, is not worth one life of the of of the nursing home one nursing home patient that was covered up. I agree with you. Covered up. I agree with and, you. Uh, it, 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 with no account, accountability whatsoever. And Adam should have picked a uh, New York City commissioner. Okay. Well, LQ, you know, um, the situation as it relates to the senior citizens and the nursing home situation, as I point out here on um, on WABC, 
I'm uh, I'm 58 now, but the time is not okay. Well, let me put it this way: I'm a lot closer to retirement than I am to the beginning of my career. When I started out in legends, uh, like as I've said here, like Gay Pressman, uh, Joe Bragg, uh, Doug Edelson, Stan Brooks, legends like that that say, "Kid, we got you. You're not gonna fail." And I will always be indebted uh, to them. But I think, LQ, about the situation of being 58 now, if I'm fortunate enough to be alive 20 years from now, this mic is not going to always be in front of me. I could be one of those senior citizens um, in a nursing home, where I, you know, I, I, I'll be hoping that my kids and my grandkids will do the right thing to look out for grandpa. But I, I could be one of those senior citizens just like you could be or anyone else. And they deserved better. And, and, and in fact, I, I don't even like to get into the details because it makes me get very emotional and very, very upset that many of these people died alone or died in these nursing homes with a nurse uh, at their side and their family members couldn't even visit them. So you're correct, LQ. No amount of money, no amount of money is worth one of those lives. And that's why I say, that's why I feel that anything Cuomo has to give back, we should find a way to either because it's not a lot of money, either better the nursing home uh, situation or to somehow uh, divide the funds uh, amongst the victims, their families, their families that had to to undergo this. Let's go to our buddy Stan. Uh, he was on with uh, Rita, and Stan is with us now uh, listening on the radio from Forest Hills. So, Stan, what do you make of this situation with Governor Cuomo ordered, all, ordered to give back the money? The all, did you get your booster yet? I have not. And you know, oh, you know what, man. Stan? You know what, Stan? I'm going to be completely honest with you. You're not going to do it, are you? No, no, I'm going to do it. But I'm okay. going to be I'm going to be completely brutally honest. Please get it. I want you to get it. Well, let, let me just tell you why I I haven't received the shot yet. Being in the public eye, um, in my life, the easiest things in life are the most difficult for me by far. Remembering an appointment, uh, Stan, uh, doing a certain thing. So the re- I finally got up the nerve to get the Pfizer booster, but I can't get it because I lost my little card that shows the dates. <laughs> this is a true, this you is a true thing. You lost your card. I lost my card, and you can't register for the booster without knowing the dates where you received uh, the two shots. I know Where's I received the them. So in the house? Uh, I went down to Atlanta. God only knows where the card is. It may it may take me two years to find that card. Hey, so so wait. Better, listen, your wife better drag you to that shot. She's more, okay. She's a but, okay, but, I mean, but, but listen, but nobody, it. but nobody can drag me if I don't know the days that I received the the first two shots. And That's so right. and so, I'm going to give you your say here. And okay. so, but what what I've been doing, Stan, is I've been online for the last week 
uh, Googling New York State Health Department, how to find out the days that they, and I can't find any there no way. Records. There were no records. Right. I can't That's find crazy. out. So, so either I find the card, you know, it, it's just crazy. Anyway, go ahead, Stan. All right, well, please, I'm, I, I want you healthy. I know you got, that's more important. It's very important. Forget all the po- That's even more important. But okay. Uh, what the heck is the new mayor thinking about? I don't get it. The, uh, I don't get it. Picking, uh, there are qualified black uh, precinct leaders, women in Queens all over. I don't know. Why go to Nassau? I don't understand it. Do you understand it? That's one thing. Well, the first, the first signal is that it's an indication that City Hall is going to run the police department. If you go with someone uh, that doesn't have a big name, uh, like this um, chief of detectives in Nassau County, that means that she will be taking her marching orders directly more than other commissioners from City Hall. That's mm. what that means. Mm. Okay, because I would think the the uh, rank and file of the upper police department in New York would not be happy with this, but I don't know. You might be absolutely, you know, I don't know. It's strange, though. It's the first time that's happened, don't you think? It seems that way in recent memory. Yeah. Okay, now let's get to the governor. Uh you know what? You had. To, I don't think he's going to give. He's going to fight tooth and nail. I don't think he's going to give up this money. He's going to, and this this will go into the courts for a while. Not just this will stay in the courts for a couple of years. I don't think he's going to give it up. He's uh, he's basically said it's political, and as far as I can see, uh, he was ha- other than the nursing home skill, He was handling the uh, situation with COVID. As best as he could, and as best as it was. we didn't know about the nursing home thing, but he was only, and uh, I cannot believe that he was, you know, he was doing this thing and uh, writing a book, and so we, they obviously the publishers went to him and said, "We'd like you to write a book." He could have easily said, "You know, I got too much on my plate now with COVID," but he said, "I can do this, no problem." And they offered the money. If you were offered money, I guess you'd take it too. But you're not the governor and so forth. But right. Uh, I, I don't think I think I think you mentioned I think he'll fight a tooth and nail. I think it'll well, stay in the courts for years. Here, Stan, I thank you for the call. I, I do have to move on. Thank you. Here's the one thing that I do not understand. I do not understand. It's not the Andrew Cuomo that I know. Maybe he was just almost traumatized about the fact that he had to step down. All of these things, I'm surprised the governor's team did not negotiate all of these things before he resigned. He had to know that in the world of New York politics, folks hated his guts, fellow Democrats. And all of this should have been worked out before he resigned. Man with, us man with us now, Dominic Carter. Let's see you acknowledge a man whose words make your blood boil, who's standing center stage and advocating at the top of his lungs that which you would spend a lifetime opposing at the top of yours. Dominic, I want to say, when we started calling around in uh, New York City last week to find out who would have their finger on this story, you were the person who was most often mentioned, and that's why we asked you to be with us this morning. So what do you hear? What do you know? How is this thing going to come out? No. Here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. 
And uh, welcome back. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are streaming live on the WABC YouTube uh, page. And Hermit Sal says here, hey, Dominic, Andrew Cuomo is an exercise in dishonesty. And his book is only good for propping up the kitchen table. Interesting. Interesting. And another story that we're going to be following a little bit later, and of course coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, happens to be that um, 27 members of the Air Force have been discharged for refusing to receive a COVID uh, vaccine. And I don't know, it just really stuck out at me when I when I heard this today. But right back to the telephone calls, Dave in Los Angeles, California, is uh, watching us on YouTube, and we say good morning to you, Dave, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Thank you, sir. My question is regarding the Ethics Commission. Uh, they're not really a legal agency. They, they don't have much bite. Now, you say take it to court. What court would that be? It seems like it'd be bill collector's court. What what court does it go to? Great question, Dave. If if this, they may not have much bite with their bark, but the state attorney general does. And perhaps that's why it's been forwarded to her office to collect the money and to decide what to do with the $5.1 million. If, if, if the governor's team... Uh, after a court battle, because this is definitely going to to court, if the governor doesn't um, doesn't fork up whatever funds he's ordered to pay, I think it's a safe bet, Dave, that the the, the attorney general Letitia James is going to collect that money. So you feel politically, uh, the the attorney general is not on Cuomo's side. Oh, the <laughs> she's the one, Dave, and I'm only laughing. It's a great question. She's the one uh, that took Cuomo out. I thank you for the call. I'm sure if she was here right now, she was on The View earlier today. I'm sure Letitia James, uh, someone who I've interviewed many times in the past, she would say that she didn't take Cuomo out, that Cuomo took himself out with his actions. Let's go to Jeannie, our friend Jeannie, listening on the radio yes. in Queens. Good morning, Jeannie. Yes, good morning, Dominic. How are you? I'm doing well, and I good. hope that you are doing the same, young lady. I am. I'm hanging in there. So regarding the vaccines, this is really terrible that they made the people from the military leave, and I don't know where this is all going to end. It's just totalitarianism, and it doesn't even make sense health-wise at all. And I don't know how we can stop it because it's just they're on a, on a roll. You know, they're just rolling more and more out. Okay, but wait, Jeannie, even with yeah. the numbers going up, going up in our area, you still feel that way? The COVID numbers and the yeah. hospitalization numbers. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. I guess, well... I still feel that there should be choices as to how to treat this situation. If someone doesn't want to take a vaccine uh, and they have the antibodies or they have a health problem or a religious question, then why can't you just test them to make sure they're not ill? And if they are, you take them off the job for a while. It's actually even better than just having a vaccine because if you have the vaccine and you're not tested, you can still be carrying the virus to someone else. 
So that's how I would do it. Okay. And, I don't, and we're letting all, go all these marvelous workers throughout our country in every level of, of, jo- of type of job, and it's a, it's a terrible thing to do to people. Well, and, according to the Air Force, the refusal to get a COVID vaccine is one of the reasons for the discharge in some of these cases, according to the Air Force. Regarding Cuomo, absolutely all the money should go to the victims. Absolutely. And he should be charged even more on top of it. He should be forced to pay more money toward that. And they should create a special fund, I think, aside from paying. I don't know how that works if they can pay the families directly, but there should be a special fund set up. And then from that fund, they can take money to to help the nursing homes be better prepared in the future as well. Well, uh, I I agree with you. And um, thank you for the call, Jeannie. But this is something that's not going to be resolved immediately. Um, mistake by Team Cuomo. When he should have resigned, all of this should have been arranged in advance before he resigned so that he would not face uh, situations like this. As it stands now, he is going to pay something. There is no doubt about it that the governor, the former governor, is going to have to pay back. Because if it goes to court, once once they establish and prove that some workers were used on state time, not on their own time, there goes his argument. Then his lawyer is going to argue whether this type of agency is constitutional, legal-wise. That's not on firm uh, footing. Uh, he's going to lose that that battle. He's going to be forced to pay something, no doubt about it. And don't forget, next month is when Mr. Cuomo, if the Albany DA goes forward with charges, is due to be arraigned. It's still unclear what the Albany DA is going to do, but next month in January, he is due to be arraigned. It's going to all be very, very interesting. To Callahan, listening on the radio in Franklin Lakes, good morning, and what's on your mind this morning? Hi, Dominic. Uh, Merry Christmas in advance. Same to you uh, and your family. Yes, and, you know, just... Letitia James is absolutely brilliant, a brilliant public servant, and uh, we need more like her, to say the least. Uh, And I like what you said earlier, but in my own words, Cuomo fell on his own sword in staggering colors. And (laughs) I mean, he and his brother fell on their own sword. And uh, the machinations behind the scenes and smearing people and using their office to destroy people. The wedding girl. Doesn't it make your, I mean, I, I say you. It makes my blood boil. And I, I, I coined a phrase that I couldn't help. Qualifying. I'm qualified. Because even though it's his own take on the playbook, so to speak, of destroying somebody, I'm I'm familiar with that book. I'm a whistleblower, okay? I've been through everything and back. Same same playbook. But uh now I have a word for it. I'm qualified. Mm. Well <laughs> you know, and it's it's terrible. Unless you have a major lawyer, as you know, unless you have a law firm 
that no one could afford, seriously, they will eat you up. Well, you you are correct about the and thank you for the call. You are correct about the cost of um of legal services. It costs a ton of money for uh, proper representation. And what I don't understand, frankly, about the Cuomo brothers, and now this is more directed towards towards Chris Cuomo. Maybe maybe they got too arrogant because. Rules, rules 101 of um, journalism is that you never, as a reporter, put something in a text that could come back to haunt you in terms of a courtroom setting. That's number one. Rule number two as a journalist is that I've always operated this way. You may say I'm nuts, folks, but um, that... Somehow your phone is tapped or 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 your vehicle. And I know reporters where it's actually happened. In fact, I may do that story uh, tomorrow where some journalists have been recorded. So Chris Cuomo made some terrible, arrogant mistakes. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC, the mess surrounding Andrew Cuomo being forced to pay back $5.1 million on his book. We'll be right back. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And we are back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. So I'm looking at one of the emails that I just received from Judith Fiore and Judith says, just a suggestion to find your vaccine information. Go to the place you had your two vaccines. They should be able to give you the information you need in order to get your booster. I'm sure you've already thought of this. Yes. Well, thank you, Judith, for the concern. But I received the two vaccines at the Javits Center, and it's no longer set up that way for for vaccinations. And so I've got to figure out something to uh, locate the dates. Because <laughs> when you go to sign up for the booster, the first thing you have to put in, so I'm, I'm part of the New York State program where you get that uh, what QR code and so on, but none of that indicates the dates where you had your vaccines. And so that's what my dilemma is uh, as we speak. So we're talking about the Cuomo situation, ordered to pay back the $5.1 million, uh for his book, but also the Air Force has discharged 27 members for refusing to receive a COVID vaccine. And um, according to the Air Force, they received counseling about the vaccines. And when they still refused, commanders made the decision to discharge them for refusing to comply with the Pentagon's vaccine rule, a lawful order. All 27 have been in the Air Force for less than six years, but also may have had additional reasons for their discharge. Let's go uh, to Roger. Roger is calling uh, from Massachusetts, listening on the radio. Good morning, Roger. What's on your mind? Thanks. If this were truly a health, a public health crisis, everybody would be required 
to be vaccinated. Just like at the end of the year, we all had, come April 15th, we all have to prove that we've had health care the year before, or we get pitched, okay? Common sense, there's something wrong with this. And, and uh, all of Jeannie's points, uh, um, I was going to say, but she saved me the trouble of saying all her, but there are, there are options. Rendesimir, hydroxychloroquine, and there are other options. Uh, I don't know what the, the Air Force's particular circumstances are, but I know there is such thing as religious exemptions. But um, one other little thing about this I, I, I want to add is that um, everybody who says, like Stan, who says uh, emergency rooms should not treat the unvaccinated. Well, then where are you going to draw the line? They, they, they don't treat smokers. They don't treat people with high cholesterol. Um, they, they don't treat uh, someone who's overdosing on opioids. Uh, that kind of talk really is just from hatred. So, Roger, but, um, so Roger, have you yeah. had have you been vaccinated yourself? Oh, yes. But I thought about it. I made my own decision. At, mm-hmm. at first, I was skeptical. But I thought about it, and I, and I listened to people talk, and I got both my vaccines back during the summer, and I'll get my booster if, with my doctor, whatever my doctor says. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Roger, I thank you for the call, and thank you for your uh, for your for your uh, input. Let's go to Kevin. Kevin is uh, listening, uh, and he's calling from Orange County. Good morning, Kevin. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Uh, first off, I'm an old military man. I uh, unfortunately, I, I agree with the military. We were not given a choice. We were ordered, you know. And I mean, you're we were called GIs. We were government issue. You know, no longer mm-hmm. people. So I mean, mm-hmm. I believe that the uh, military has the right. But my uh, more frivolous reason for calling was about Stan. I said, Mike, I, I'm a casual listener to you. I love your show. I love I always listen to you. But thank you. Uh, I don't hear I don't hear you often enough. But uh, is Stan your brother-in-law, or does he have dirty <laughs> pictures or something of you? He's always on. He's got the dirty pictures. He he's got yeah. me. He's he's got me, Kevin. Uh, 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 in drag. He's got me in drag. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have anything on me. Uh, he's one of the folks um, that that's colorful. Let me put it that way. And so I take his calls. I try and take everybody's calls. But Kevin, is there a final point you want to make before I move on? No, that was it. That's okay. Really, I was just curious. Okay. okay. Thank you so well, much for your show. It's and, a great show. And happy holidays. Thank you very much. So yeah. it's it's out, folks. Stan has photos of me and drag. Oh, wait, can I say that? Oh, that's not politically correct. And am I am I allowed? Can I can say that. Well, I was going to say, who doesn't have photos of you in drag? <laughs> that's why. That's why I put it out there. That's, that's right. <laughs> it doesn't matter if Stan has photos. Everybody has photos. Well, in one second, we'll be joined by Frank Morano. Let's go to Joe and Howard Beach. Good morning, Joe. What's on your mind? Oh, how you doing there? I'm doing well. Go go right ahead. Uh I like to thank you guys. At- WABC, you know, because uh, I got diagnosed three years ago with the 9-11 cancer. And uh, they Sorry keep me alive. That, Sloan Kettering's keep me alive mm-hmm. for three years now. And you guys keep me going every day. And uh, 
hopefully we'll see how much longer he can go, you know. But uh, the thing about Cuomo, about 25 years ago, I played on a softball team. And he was on the team, the father. And I never knew who the guy was, you know, because uh-huh. the guy that... The guy that sponsored the team it was a bar league. He was uh, some kind of judge or lawyer or something. And uh, I'd go down to the games, and I was a pretty good. I was working at the time as a skip tracer, you know, for a bell bondsman. So uh, I'd go down to the games, and uh, one day I said to the guy that was with me, he says, I said, who's this guy, Mario? He's a, he's an older guy. He come down with the St. John's hat on, the whole deal. He goes, you don't know who he is? I says, no. He goes, that's the governor. I said, the governor? I says, because, you know, guys had nicknames, Captain, Major, right. whatever. Right. I says, and and he he come down, and sometimes his kids were with him. He had two boys and two girls. Right. But he was a very nice man to, to everybody. He, he and was. Then when he, uh, and then when he, re, when he became governor, you know, there was a couple of guys in the neighborhood that he had played ball with at St. John's and some other places. And some of these guys who were on down and outs, you know, they they were working as bartenders, they were working as a, mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, he got these guys jobs. In, right. Uh, that, that, in, in, hey, Joe, I, I've got to move on, but I, but I thank you for that. And that was the type of guy that Mario Cuomo was, unless he felt that intellectually you were being dishonest. And if he felt you were being dishonest or not pulling everything on the table, boy, would he give you the riot act. And so I'm now joined by Frank Morano. Hello, Dominic. The other side of midnight coming up in just minutes. My sympathies uh, go out to uh, Alex Bernard, your former call screener, and his family for getting let go after putting that phone uh, phone call on the air. <laughs> Joe, Joe and Howard Beach, nice guy, but he's actually still speaking. He's actually still continuing the story yeah, about Mario Cuomo playing softball. <laughs> My goodness. What do you have coming up this Well, yeah, I'm going to... Uh, Talk about uh, Herb Lehman's ability to play Pinochle uh, coming up in the three. No, um, coming up, uh, we're talking about space all next hour. One of my favorites, Dr. Sky, Steve Cates, is going to join me for the hour. Michael Strahan went to space uh, mm. o- over the weekend. So we're going to talk about why 2021 was such a big year for space and uh, where we're going from here. Because apparently there is nowhere to go but up in terms of the space race. Former New York City mayor and our colleague Rudy Giuliani is going to join me. I'm going to ask him what advice he would give Mayor-elect Eric Adams. I also want to get his take on the new police commissioner that Adams has named and some of the other appointments. I don't know if you saw, Dominic, but I wrote an op-ed in uh, City and State yesterday urging Adams to appoint a certain number of Republicans to his administration, including Staten Island Borough President James Otto. So I'll ask Rudy his his take on what Republicans he thinks should be part of an Adams administration. And author Christopher Verga has this great book out about Long Island during World War II. So much is in this book that I had no idea about, and I'm looking forward to talking with him about that. So if you had the opportunity to go up in space, would you do it? Absolutely. Not only that, I am asking people to 
to retweet my my uh, twi- Twitter, uh, the thing that's twi- pinned on Twitter, asking me uh, Elon Musk to send me to space so that I could do this show from space, be the first wow. radio talk show host in space. Wow. I, I, my wife wants to send me to galaxies away. <laughs> believe me. So what happens if you're on the ship, whatever you mm. the rocket? And right before takeoff, you're like, I don't want to do this. Then what are you going to do? Well, I think at that point, you've probably passed the point of no return. (laughs) (laughs) At at that point, uh, I I don't know. I I don't know. I guess uh, you better hope that uh, the space, your shipmates don't let you off the hook, I guess, at that point. Let's go uh, to Jennifer in Boston. Jennifer, you've got 30 seconds here to make your point. Hi. um, I enjoy Joe's call. Hi, and I'll uh, keep Joe in my prayers. I'm sorry for what he's going through. Bless him. And for you, Dominic, I wanted to say, if you reached out to the Department of Public Health, I imagine they either ran or oversaw what was going on at the Javits Center. Right. I, when you look online, it, 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 I, I'm just I'm short of time, Jennifer. So yes. we're going we're gonna to have to, uh, hopefully you can call back tomorrow. But um, sure. I, I have tried looking uh, on the website, the health department. I haven't had much luck about finding out the dates of my uh, vaccines. So I, you don't have it doesn't say on your card. I can't find the card. Oh, Dominic! I don't know. <laughs>